Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! Wandering around the Blue Ridge Mountains looking for my bunkers because uh, I'm looking up for the International Space Station. I am Dean Ledwig and uh, is with me as always. I am stumbling today <laughs> with me as always. Take it over, buddy. I'm Scott Dunlop reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas and <laughs> ready for war. Oh, yeah. And you know what? The war is a little unconventional this time. But before that. Let's figure out who we are. We'll start with the Wheel of Genders. And speaking of looking up to the sky, I'm going to be a Russian space invader, and I might crash the ISS into America. Uh, That'd be a whole different story to Red Dawn. Uh, I am a vetoed UN Security Council resolution. Sweet. (laughs) Well, speaking of space invaders, yes. um, and enough with the douchebag news. Thing. <laughs> uh, well, guess what? The Russian space chief threatens International Space Station over the sanctions. Get out of here. Ah, he says, uh, if you block cooperation with us, who will save the International Space Station from an uncontrolled deorbit? and fall into the United States or Europe. Hmm. Yeah, then he went on to say there is also the possibility of a 500-ton structure falling on India and China. Do you want to threaten them with such a prospect? The ISS does not fly over Russia. Therefore, hold on. That wording, do you want to threaten them? Sounds like uh, he's threatening us. (laughs) He's threatening us, but... It'll be our fault if it falls on India or China. Oh, this sounds like a millennial. It's all oh, your yeah. fault. It's all your fault, man. It's all your fault. My life sucks. <laughs> he says uh, the ISS does not fly over Russia. Therefore, all the risks are yours. Are you ready for them? Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Whatever. I, I'd like to have a little piece of the ISS. Yeah. Good job with that math collection. I remember um, when I was uh, small. I was young when uh, <laughs> I was small, small. Uh, <laughs> I was young okay. when uh, it was called Skylab. Skylab. Yeah. I Skylab. The first space station. I think it was the first space station uh-huh. uh, when it fell uh, out of the, out of the, out of the sky. And uh, back then, you know, I've again, I don't know, maybe six or seven years old, eight, something like that. And uh, I was hoping I'd, I'd find a piece of it somewhere. And I, I would scour like the whole backyard. I remember <laughs> when they were selling Skylab kits with a hard hat. Oh, wow. And yeah. goggles for Skylab was, uh, to come down. I to look that up. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. Uh, it was, <laughs> and that thing was just a tube. That's all it was. Yeah, pretty it, much. It was just a tube, a one, a one person tube. Now, the International Space Station, quite a bit larger, but it's just a bunch of tubes put together. 
Yeah, it uh, fell to the earth in 1979. Mm. So I was uh, nine or ten, a little older. Yeah, a year after Superman was yeah. released. Well, you know, <laughs> go back to the previous we needed, episode. Yeah. <laughs> we needed super, we needed Superman to stop Skylab, catch it. Yeah, right. no, I think it, I think it actually landed in like the the ocean off the coast of Australia somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, those those NASA guys are pretty bright. You know, they're pretty good at picking trajectories and things. I mean. They landed guys on the moon, if, yeah. if you're willing to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down there. Yeah. Currently, there are four NASA astronauts and two Russian cosmonauts and one European astronaut on board the ISS. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, I mean, is Russia just going to say, screw it and, you know, uh, take it down with the people in it and just say, hey, you guys are dying for our cause. Maybe, or it could be a rogue Ruski. It could be. You know, those <laughs> guys are pretty, uh, well, nuts is a pretty good word. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in the Army. Crazy when in, Ivan. When I was in basic training, it was during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to watch a, a video about the Russian Army and how hardcore they were and stuff. You know, kind of a get us our mindset ready to, you know, to wipe out the commies. Right. And they're basic training for the Soviet army expected a 10% death rate. Now, how much of that was propaganda being told to us as, as basic trainees? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but a 10% death rate that they expected in their basic training. Those are some hardcore dudes. Yeah. Well, and nuts. I will say, you know, being older and having lived through the cold war also mm-hmm. in that, that they're godless people who, who are the access of evil. Remember the access of evil speech. Oh yeah. And then we find out that their, their leaders are just nuts and yeah. their people are, I don't know. They're just like us, you know, staying do the Russians love their children too. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're just, they're just people. And, right. and for us, you know, to demonize them as we did. And don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a Reagan fan. Yeah. But to really put the tag on them that they're just all a bunch of evil people. They just want to destroy the world. True for maybe the politicians. Yeah. But as far as the people themselves, the people themselves are just trying to eat. Yeah. I I get that. And, and I'm with you. I mean, I've traveled a lot to a lot of different countries and, what you hear on the news and killed them. Well, some of them <laughs> only the ones that tried to kill me. I just killed them first. Yeah. Uh, or I killed them back. Whatever. <laughs> However you want to look at it. Yeah. I'm going to kill you back. Try to kill me. Well, anyway. no, no, no. That's, that's the unofficial Texas motto. Well, yeah. You try to kill me. I'll try to kill you back. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> um, no, but I've been to a lot of other countries and what you see on the news here about other countries is a direct reflection of their of their political establishment. Yes. It's not the people. Just like what you hear about other countries and how they think of us. That I know definitely know firsthand because I was, I don't know if I think I've talked about this before on a past episode, but I was living in Belgium when uh Clinton was first elected. Actually, both of his elections. I was living in Belgium. Which Clinton? <laughs> well, <laughs> The one in charge, Hillary. Hillary? Yeah. And actually, that was the joke. The Belgians and Germans and French, people that I interacted with on a daily basis, friends of mine, they would joke that uh, we were now going to be in Hillary's army. Mm-hmm. They thought Clinton was a complete joke. 
Now, here in the United States, the news was portraying that Clinton was beloved by everybody overseas. Mm -hmm. And maybe he was by the politicians, but not by the regular average workaday guy. What? You mean it wasn't an honest report? Wait a minute. MSM propaganda? I can't, really? I can't believe that. Nah. Well, and here's where I think we're a lot different now is that we can go research our own facts. And yes. there are enough uh, alternative news yes. outlets out there now to where we can get that stuff directly for, for ourselves. Where when, when we were young, we had to get it off the nightly news. Yeah. And that was it. That's all you yeah. got. There was ABC World News. Yeah. Or CBS. Yeah. Or CIA, CBS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a well-known fact that the CIA has operatives inside every news agency. Oh, yeah. And many of the local ones, you know, especially the, the larger population areas. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we can have a better informed opinion. I mean, this is a look. I know a lot of people will not say that this, but I will say this. We are living in the best time in history. Absolutely. Because we can go find out anything we want and form our own opinions about it. It's the it's best the time in history in the best country in history. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put that out there. We're not dooming and glooming. I'm glad to be no. here. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm and glad. Well, I'm glad that it affords us the ability to do what we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what freedom's about is that we can speak our opinions and, and just to let everybody know, we're not a, this is an opinion show. Yes. This is, this is commentary by just two ordinary Joes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, our opinions are factually based, but yeah, we do go off in a little hyperbole. Mm -hmm. uh, we do exaggerate a little, but you know, we actually research these topics and come up with informed opinions. Yeah, so not just opinions. Don't tag us as a news show. But no, absolutely not. <laughs> this is actually a comedy show. Well, yeah. I mean, we laugh going, going back to what we were talking about, you know, being most informed you could possibly be now. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to go, all right, when I was a kid, we had the world book encyclopedias and then, mm -hmm. and, and then there was another encyclopedia uh, Britannica, encyclopedia Britannica. And we had both of them. And anytime I asked my parents a question, they said, go look it up. Right. And then we would watch the news at six o'clock. Mm hmm and see what's going on in the world. And now I can just, at a drop of a hat, I have as much information as I want in the palm of my hand, and I just pick which set of news I want to go to. Right. So, and what I mean by that is I can go to mainstream or alternative. Mm -hmm. And I usually do a little of both. Right, so beca I. Because I want to see, you know, I want to get a balanced opinion. Mm-hmm. And then there's the tech sector, and I'm on that all the time. But well, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're we're in the best time in history, and you know we. This morning I was watching the news, and I was watching camera phone video of bombers yes. and jet fighters yeah. flying over Kiev or mm -hmm. Kiev. Are we doing Kiev or Kiev? Where's Kiev? Okay, I'll do Kiev then. Whatever. Well, you I've do. known some Ukrainians, and they always said Kiev. Okay, that's what we're doing then. Yes. I, I'm a little confused on that. I, uh, I was really honestly apparently, asking. Uh, Russians say Kiev and Ukrainians say Kiev, but the Ukrainians I've known mm -hmm. have all said Kiev. Okay, well, we'll go with Kiev then. That'll be that'll be the official moniker yes. of the Tech Tools podcast. So anyway, going back to uh, 
Kiev, you know, we were watching these cell phone videos and everybody can report news now, which is awesome. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. Because if you've got a cell phone, you can record video and you can get it out there. This mm-hmm. has been the greatest invention for news ever. As a matter of fact, even on the local news, somebody will send a video into the local news not as a reporter and I, you know, reporters are kind of a joke now. And I was watching this one reporter and how she does everything now. Basically it's a cell phone, a tripod. Yeah. She does her own makeup mm-hmm. and that's what you get. Yeah. That's all you get. It's just, it's crazy. And I would rather hear from somebody like that. Who's reporting actual factual news, not leaving anything out. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking about on the nightly news. Oh, on the, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. No, but, but yes, I agree with you on where you were going with right. that as somebody who's out there taking cell phone video mm-hmm. and showing you unedited what's really going on. Absolutely. So good, if, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Just show me the facts. I just want to know what's, what's real because you can't depend on the mainstream media. No, they'll deliver. Because the mainstream media, it's not that they come right out and lie to you deliberate you know it's not a bald-faced lie Mm -hmm. but what they do is they leave out pertinent information or they don't report on significant stories that would sway your opinion one way or another lying by omission exactly it's not so much about what they cover it's about what they don't cover right well let's uh let's move on to more stuff about ukraine yeah i mean that's it, that's going to take up a bulk of, of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I did hear an opinion mm-hmm. that I'll tell our listeners, do your own research. This is an opinion, but I kind of like it. And I, yeah, I took it is a little it farther. Is it an opinion or a theory? A theory. Sorry. A the- I just got to denote that. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, essentially, that Putin is taking over Ukraine or invading Ukraine or, or however you want to, however you choose to call it. Right. But that he's doing it to expose a lot of the corruption that's going on in the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. because it's funny how Putin is calling Ukraine uh, Nazis and Ukraine is calling Putin a Nazi. I'm really tired of the word Nazi. You know, it's so overused and it's so belittles what happened during world war two. But anyway, that's beside the point. But the, the theory is that Putin is, is doing this to expose all the corruption that's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, he wants to expose both Joe and Hunter Biden for their corruption and their complicity and, you know, their explicit actions in Ukraine. Uh, and apparently, well, I'll, leave, I'll, I'll leave that for you. I know you have a story on it. So, but... Um, we all know, you know, there's something with this Biden stuff in Ukraine. We know this. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. This is, again, where the mainstream media lies by omission. They won't cover it. Right. Um, they know it. Everybody knows it, but they won't cover it. Therefore, most of the public won't believe it because mm-hmm. it won't be covered. Anyway, but in doing so, in doing all this, Putin will then embarrass the United States, embarrass Biden, who is an embarrassment already. Right. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that has some merit because I got to imagine that Putin, no matter what you think of him, 
he's got to be a little bit pissed off and tired of hearing the whole Trump Russia collusion hoax. Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. <laughs> he knows it's false. You know, everybody who's investigated it knows it's false. A liberal stubs his toe and it's Russia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they exactly. blame it on Russia. Yeah, well, Russia put that couch there. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I think I think that has some merit to it. Now, I don't think that's enough for him to to force a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, but I think he may think that could be a good byproduct from it. Okay, yeah, and you said it, byproduct. <laughs> so let's state this. I do not <coughs> condone the invasion of the Ukraine. No, I do not condone not. the things that are going there. But that would be a great byproduct. I think so. The great byproduct would be to expose the corruption. Mm-hmm. And let's let's go back to uh, Hunter Biden. He <laughs> had a lot of junk going on there in the Ukraine and uh-huh. somehow was vice president of companies he knew nothing about. Yeah, got to kick it back to the big guy. Burisma, they, yeah. Were, okay. uh, I think they were telecom. There was something else. But uh, anyway. Yeah, oh, there's a lot. Yeah, so this is hurting the Biden's pocketbook right now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Going deep, 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 deep into it. Yeah. Now, let's look at gas. Gas is expected. Gasoline mm-hmm. is expected to go up to $7 a gallon. It jumped 19 cents in one night because of Ukraine. Oh, wow. I see. I heard uh, analysts have predicted $5 a gallon. Well, it jumped in one day, 19 yeah. cents, uh, which oh, is yeah. crazy. But, you know, we shut down the 85% done pipeline. Yes. And then approved the Russian pipeline. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, I mean, more than just the pipeline, the Keystone pipeline mm-hmm. is they shut down any new oil leases. Yeah. And I think, I'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. I think he shut down some current oil leases at the same time. Well, so when you're at the pump, mm-hmm. And I love that sticker that people are putting on the pumps that has Biden on it. Says I did that, <laughs> you know, pointing at the uh, price. Yeah, that That's is awesome. awesome. Biden sold us out. Right. Biden sold us out on this. Right now, going through this, the White House asked Congress for six point four billion to help Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, folks, that money ain't going to Ukraine. Period. No, it's not. They're they're just looking for a crisis uh, to to do something so they can get some more money in the mm-hmm. coffers. Mm-hmm. That's free money. Yeah. They'll, they'll find some bureaucracy to start up to get that done. So White House asked for the $6.4 billion to help Ukraine. How? Uh, yeah, How the exactly. hell are you going to help them? They've already been invaded. Yes. We did nothing but threaten sanctions, and Putin said, shut up, bitch. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, everybody keeps calling Putin a bully. Mm-hmm. No. Putin's a thug. Not a bully. No, we There's just a got a difference. Puss, uh, uh, an old pussy for a. Our president is the bully. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I have a clip from when he was um, running for president that he talked, when he specifically talked about this. Mm-hmm. Mind playing that? Sure. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Are they? Well, uh, you know what? Things have changed because Putin thinks he can do pretty much whatever he wants because see, Biden is the one that's the bully. 
He's like a regular schoolyard bully. Yeah. You actually stand up to him. He backs down. Called his bluff. Yeah. And it's exactly what happened. See, Putin's not a bully. He's a thug. He just rolls over everything. If he thinks he can. Now. Well, he can right now. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we've got uh, Methuselah in the president's <laughs> office. Yeah. And he does. Well, not right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, and that's the other thing. Here's another one about the mainstream media. I've watched countless reports from many different mainstream sources about the Ukraine, about Ukraine, about uh, the invasion, about our response, about, you know, all the different reportings that have been going on. I saw one tiny few seconds clip where the reporter shows Biden walking towards Marine One, his, uh, or sorry, Marine Two, which is the helicopter. He was walking towards it and the reporter said, and uh, this is Biden walking to Marine Two as he goes to his vacation home for the weekend in Delaware. So he's on vacation. So there's a national crisis or a global crisis. Yes. And he's going on vacay. That's awesome. Well, yeah, there is, we have multiple crises going on here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Number one, uh, there is an international crisis, which there are a lot of people think this could be the start of World War III. Yeah. And I'm leaning more towards that because of, some more stuff I'm going to talk about later. As uh, am I. We're yeah. going to bring a lot of other countries in this. Mm-hmm. But uh, so World War III might, we might be on the brink of World War III. We might, we might be on the brink of a nuclear war. Yeah. That is always a possibility. And, you know, all the crises that are going on here in the United States and Biden goes on vacation. But people get pissed off when Trump takes well, three hours to play golf. He needs the rest because <laughs> he's ancient. I can't argue with that. Well, he needs the rest. He needs a little vacay. He needs to, you know, sit back and eat some ice cream and pudding. Where's my pudding? And Joe needs to wipe his butt. <laughs> or give him a shot. I mean, not not that he's been in attendance for anything thus far anyway. Well, while we're talking about the Biden family. Well, okay. You know, while you're looking at that. Okay. So ever since... um well, a friend of mine, his mom, she calls Joe Biden numbnuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she won't say Kamala, so she'll say Carmel. She says, uh, yeah, so so she'll she'll say what? Carmel. Bitch pudding. Well, around here she's camel toe bitch pudding. Yeah, because Carmel's just too sweet. <laughs> uh but Maybe since, a little salty. But, but since bitch pudding and numbnuts are flying the plane, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have record high inflation, skyrocketing gas prices, loss of energy independence, surging illegal immigration, which let's not let the irony slide by there. Mm-hmm. The, this whole Russia-Ukraine thing was because Russia was on the border and Biden and his whole administration said countries should protect their borders. So anyway, oh, sur- oh, oh, oh. surging oh. illegal. Before, before right, I forget, right. before I uh-huh. forget. Uh, it came out that all the pictures that Trump of Trump with kids in cages yes. came from the Obama administration. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We all knew that. Um, there's a humanitarian crisis at our border. Mm-hmm. Uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. <laughs> Need I say more? Mm-hmm. Handed it over to the Taliban, to Russia, to China, world's largest lithium mine. 
uh, political opponents are being rounded up by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Uh, American citizens are being put on the terrorism watch list. So that's one year in office of of numbnuts and bitch pudding. Not to mention, two U.S. embassies have been evacuated during Worst Biden's watch. President ever. I, I was saying that's that he one was, year. I was gonna. You know, we've been saying that he's Carter 2.0, but I'm gonna say that Carter was Biden 2.0 because. He's done a worse job than Carter ever did. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Carter definitely was the worst president in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I know during Obama, people said it was him. No, I still thought Carter was much worse than Obama. I think Biden is much worse than Carter. And our country is looking weaker. And we- the only reason Putin did this is because we are weak. We don't look weak. Because we, we would have weak. no resistance. None. None. Would this happen? If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. See? <laughs> the question is, would this have happened if Trump uh, had won the election? He'll know. I don't think so. They wouldn't have tried it. I, I don't think he would have. No. Mm-mm. Well, let's talk about Hunter first. Yeah, why not? Let's have fun with that. There's something that nobody's covering. Really? Yeah. About Hunter Biden? Yeah, three-year probe. Three-year probe? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hunter on the ropes. Uh-oh. Biden's baby mama, Luden Roberts, testifies before federal grand jury investigating his murky finances and business deals with China in a top secret three year probe. Luden Roberts gave evidence at the federal courthouse in Joe Biden's home state of Delaware for several hours on Tuesday morning. Details of the grand jury testimony remain secret. And the single mom declined to speak about the case. Roberts, 30, was subpoenaed to give evidence in the DOJ's secretive three-year probe into Hunter Biden's murky financial affairs and business with China. Roberts spent more than a year working with in a Hunter's investment firm. (laughs) A shell company, can you say that? How many? She shared a child with Hunter, the three-year-old. Navy Joan, whom he has refused to publicly acknowledge. He claimed in 2021 memoir that he had no recollection of Roberts nor the encounter that led to the birth of their daughter, Navy Joan, in 2018. Crack pipe hunter. I mean, I I can see that he has no recollection. Oh, yeah. There's probably a lot of things he has no recollection of. Yeah. I like the fact that they're going after him for his China ties because... I know we always talked about, or the public always talked about Burisma and Ukraine, you know, mostly because of the phone call with Trump, the perfectly perfect phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, but his ties to China were even bigger and stronger, and he made more money on that than he did uh, the deal with Burisma and Ukraine. Not to mention the Russian billionaire who paid him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was only like $5 million or something, you know, that pocket change. Well, he's never mentioned the little girl's name in public, despite paying her mom a reported $2.5 million settlement after a court-ordered court DNA test proved that he was the dad. Uh. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. Try again. Yeah. But the thing is, is there's this lady and another lady that have been subpoenaed mm-hmm. and they talk about the amount of money he was spending on lingerie, mm-hmm. cocaine, mm-hmm. 
Uh, it gets expensive. Flying them to places, taking taking all these different vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I wonder. I wonder if he was doing anything illegal. You mean other than the things that were on his three now three stolen laptops? Mm-hmm. He says stolen, lost laptops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, one was just like six months ago. <sighs> Some hooker in uh, Vegas. Wow. He was recording them, uh, smoking meth, smoking crack, doing all kinds of kinky shit. And don't get me wrong. Hey, what you do in your bedroom is what you do. But first off, never record it. It will get out. You know, Uh at some point or another, it will get out. And yeah, that was his third laptop that turned up missing. (laughs) How much of that was covered? None. Well, let's just remember. That he started screwing around with his brother's wife after his brother died. Yes. I mean. His brother, who, who seems like seems like he was like a really stand-up guy. Yeah, Bo Biden. Yeah. Uh, died of, what was it, brain cancer? It was mm, cancer of something. Cancer, I think yeah. it was brain cancer. But, you know, and, and Joe Biden brings him up whenever he can for political points, um, which is just sick. Yeah. And then Hunter... Sleeps with uh, Bo's wife. Yeah. Like, I mean, in some cultures, that's incest. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, pretty disgusting. So, and there's, you know, it's secretive for a reason. They don't want this stuff to come out during Biden's presidency because they know it'll kill it. Yep. And all the mainstream media is complicit. Absolutely. He said he couldn't pay child support, and so the court asked him to produce records, and that's how Uh all this stuff started. She also chased Hunter through the courts for 10 months after he claimed that he was too poor to pay child support, despite living in a $12,000 per month Hollywood rental and driving a Porsche. (laughs) And Burisma was paying it, what was it, $800,000 a month? Mm Mm-hmm. Not only is mm-hmm. he a junkie, but he's a deadbeat dad. On top of everything else. Mm-hmm. The Biden family might get a little surprise uh, in a while. You can only cover up so long you can cover it up. Yep. And this has been, you know, they've had a three-year investigation going on him. And now Biden's been president for a year. Mm-hmm. And even the mainstream media is getting tired of him. Yeah. Even even they're getting sick of it. And eventually, you know, a lot of these news outlets are starting to notice that people aren't listening to them anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to start putting out the truth now. Well, you know, and okay. Uh, in that same vein, you know, the mainstream media here is complicit mm-hmm. with the Biden administration. I mean, the way right now. Right. But the media always turns on people. That's the uh, thing. It depends. See, I think the media and the DNC work hand in hand. Most of the media work hand in hand with the DNC. I'm not sure who, actually, I'm not really sure which one controls which, but it's almost state-run media. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but there's also one controlling factor, Mm -hmm. the dollar. Yeah, of course. But that's why I've always said that, you know, most people say that the media is a publication arm of the DNC. Mm Mm-hmm where I think the DNC is the political arm of the media. Yeah. You know, um, cause the media is where all the money really is. I, I agree. So anyway, what I was getting to is it's almost like state run media. Mm-hmm. 
where that gets you is in this Ukraine crisis. Now, I'm going to keep going back to this because it's the top story. The what? Ukraine crisis. Have Had, you heard of it? Hadn't heard of it. Yeah, let me <laughs> let you in. Um, their gas prices are going up too. Anyway, <laughs> if you talk to the average Russian on the street right now, mm-hmm. because of their media, which is much like ours, the way it protects the president, right? Their media um, has been putting out the story. If you ask the average Russian on the street right now, they will say that there is no invasion going on in Ukraine, that Putin is actually a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And right now, Ukrainians, Ukrainians are attacking Russian um, communities that are on the border of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And Putin is there to protect those people. Nah. He has not invaded at all. Well, but that, And that's what they truly believe. But it's just like here, there are people. Okay, there are still people to this day mm-hmm. uh, in a large percentage of the population to this day believe there was a Trump-Russia collusion in the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. It's been proven false multiple times by multiple, multiple people. Yep. But there are still people that believe it. This is what happens when you have a either a state-run media or a media that's complicit with the current administration. Well, if you say it enough times, it becomes truth yeah. to people. So if they hear it enough times, and depending on, you know, which echo chamber that they're living in, and uh, I try not to stay in an echo chamber, even though it's it's pretty obvious what my beliefs are by listening to this podcast. Well, yeah. And my beliefs are about freedom. So it, even if it were the Republicans doing this, I would be against them. If it were the libertarians doing it, I'd be against them. But right now it's the Democrats that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And the media right now is pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you only go as far as the headline, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you'll be doing that and you'll be taking shots you don't need. Mm-hmm. You'll be doing all kinds of stuff. You know, whatever, whatever the media tells me I got to do. Right. Well, I mean, it goes back to uh, what was that? Movie? The man who shot Liberty Valance. Mm-hmm. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what happens here. That's what's happened with the Trump Russia collusion. It's what's happened with so many things. It's what's happened with uh, that's what happened with the Ukraine call that Trump had. Uh-huh. You know, and the Burisma stuff with Hunter Biden. You know, it, when the lie becomes repeated enough, print the lie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well. I got, I'm going to diverge a little bit. Go for it. CDC blasted after withholding data over fears of Vax appearing ineffective. It's a word. Wait a minute. So appearing. (laughs) So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying that if we give them too much information, it'll be misinformation? Yeah. Yeah. If they get, if they get the science, then they may misinterpret the science that says that it doesn't work. But I thought we were supposed to follow the science. Huh? Well, medical experts slammed the (laughs) Centers for Disease Control and Prevention after the agency admitted to withholding a significant amount of data collected on COVID-19 vaccines from the public. The CDC refused to publish large portions of the data gathered on COVID-19 vaccines over concerns that it might be misinterpreted, according to the New York Times. The CDC spokeswoman, Kristen Norland, said that the fear of misrepresentation, along with several other factors, led to the government health agency to withhold the information. 
Norland also said that the data was withheld because basically at the end of the day, it's not ready for prime time. Oh, oh, I get it. The people aren't smart enough. No, they haven't massaged the data yet. (laughs) The people aren't smart enough to interpret the data the way we want them to interpret it. So we have to massage the data enough so that it comes out crystal clear the way we want them to see it. Mm Mm-hmm. The CDC, which played a key role in shaping the U.S. COVID-19 response, kept it under wraps. Data regarding the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines, especially in younger cohorts. Cohorts. I love that word. Yeah, not children. No. The omission forced the health and medical experts outside the agency to make recommendations based on Israeli data instead. And we all know Uh We do. So let's go ahead. Well, let's go ahead and put this out because it's been said to you Mm -hmm. that COVID-19 was a hoax, that you believe that it was a hoax. I know that that is not what you said. Somebody misinterpreted what you said. The COVID-19 response is a hoax. Yes. So, and I'm going to say also, and put this out there Mm -hmm. in very clear terms, COVID SARS-2, COVID-19 is real. It's a real virus. Yes. It is a real virus. Nobody's saying that it's not. I'm going to make that real clear. A lot of people have gotten sick from it and a lot of people have died. Nobody's saying it's a false flag. Yeah, I I agree. Um, And I hate it when people put words in my mouth. So I will be, I will also be crystal clear. COVID-19 is real. Mm-hmm. You can and will get sick from it if you catch it, or you can and may get sick from it if you catch it. You may even die if you fall into a select group. If you have four comorbidities. Yes. Was it over 75% had four or more comorbidities? Mm-hmm. Over 80% were people over, I think the number was 65 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember the number but a large percentage of deaths were hospital uh, nursing home uh, residents who were then transferred to hospitals sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, the, the likelihood of dying from it is pretty slim, no matter who you are. Even if you're in one of those categories, the likelihood of dying is still really slim. Can you say distraction? One of the things that's really got me pissed off is those cohorts Mm-hmm. that are six months old that they want to do the vaccine on. Yep. They want to vaccinate the six-month-old to five-year-old group now. Well, because if everybody's in the same boat. <laughs> and this is, these are untested medical procedures. Mm-hmm. Experimental. The, we are the guinea pigs. They go against the Nuremberg Code. Yes, and I will be the control group. I'm good with that. Mm, I am too. Uh, we are, we are the guinea pigs. We are the test subjects. Well, we aren't. Well, no, we are as the control group. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're still non GMO. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those of you that have been vaccinated are the clinical trial. Yeah. And good for you. I mean, yeah, you, I mean made, you made your choice, it, you made your choice. And if you think that's right for you, that's fine. I think not taking it is right for me. And especially after hearing this news, that they've been withholding the data of, you know, they're not withholding the data of the good things. No, no, of course not. They're withholding the data on the side effects. 
based on my age, my height and weight, my, you know, whatever my comorbidities may or may not be, based on all of that, I have a higher chance of severe reactions to the vaccine than I do severe reactions from COVID-19. Okay, let's go down the list. So in the last couple of months, we found out masks are bullshit, and those are now starting to get pulled back everywhere. Biden and CDC just came out yesterday and said that uh, they're dropping the mask. They're, they're, they're recommending that mask mandates get dropped everywhere. Mm-hmm. Self-quarantine is bullshit. Yes. You're more likely to catch it if you're indoors than yes. if you're outdoors. Yes. Natural immunity is 100% better than a vaccination. Yes. 100% better. Exactly. Uh, what they say, 17 times? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what else? You can't get it if you're vaccinated and you can't transmit it if you're vaccinated, which was a lie. Mm-hmm. And I think where, where the narrative really started falling apart, I can, I can really pinpoint it. All these virtual signaling douches who took the vaccine that think the people who didn't take the vaccine were spreading it, found out they can get sick and spread it too. Yep. And they were like, what the F, man? Exactly. Because you were I supposed to the rules. You were supposed to get vaccinated so you didn't kill grandma. Yeah. And you could still kill grandma. Right. I mean, and and there's no the funny thing is getting the vaccine doesn't lower the chance of killing grandma. Nah. At all. Uh-uh. Uh and all of those things you state you stated, all of those statements, all of those things were misinformation or disinformation or malinformation from the six government months, six months ago. From the government? Well, I mean, what they were telling us was misinformation. No, right. But if we stated any of those things as facts. Yeah, we get shut down. Shut down. That we would be considered spreading misinformation six months ago. Some of it just two or three months ago. We'd be considered conspiracy theorists. Absolutely. Which is not entirely inaccurate. But. No, no. no, no. (laughs) But. So I want to go back to this misinformation from the government and from the media. Mm-hmm. So the crap they were telling us was misinformation. Absolutely. Knowingly so. I mean, again, and I've talked about this a couple of episodes or fake ago. News, whatever you want to call it. Right. I talked about this a couple of days ago or a couple episodes ago. Um, the mask thing. Mm-hmm. I remember when this all first started. Mm-hmm. First, it came out that do not wear a mask. They are not effective. Yeah. Second was well, and and Fauci said that standing beside the president. Yes. Uh he said it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Second thing that came out a couple of weeks later, maybe three or four weeks later. Okay, you should wear masks because they weren't sure how this was spreading. Mm-hmm. And they thought a lot of it was was saliva. Uh third, okay, you can wear any kind of face covering you want. Mm-hmm. But none of them are effective on transmitting COVID. Wear them so that you don't touch your face so much. <laughs> Nobody remembers this. I remember hearing that distinctly because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, because I was wearing a mask, not everywhere I went and stuff, only where it was required. Right. And I would put it on to go in stores and stuff that required it. And I remember thinking to myself, boy, I really do touch. I touch my face more than I thought. Mm-hmm. The only reason I thought that is because of the statement that wear masks because 
You won't touch your face so much. That's why cloth masks were okay. Point of order while you're here yes, sir. is you can't get it off of surfaces either. Right. And so that was all this hand then. sanitizer shit and you touching your face didn't matter anyway. No, but that's what they thought at the time was uh, hard surfaces, metal, non any non-porous surface, mm-hmm. it would live up to 48 hours. A porous surface up to 24 hours and some surfaces only like six hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that was completely false. And so we sprayed entire stadiums and yes, we were told, we were told it is not airborne. Mm-hmm. And it was, yes. And, and I will say, I will say when this first started and I was on the bleeding edge of this because you know what I do, disaster recovery mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff oh, yeah. like that for a major corporation, I was keeping a close eye on this. And in the early days I would go shopping Mm-hmm. with rubber gloves on and mm-hmm. a mask. I I, and I, I think, did it before anybody else would. I think the first couple of weeks I wore rubber gloves. I yeah. have a big box of rubber gloves I use for various activities. And you know what? Let your imagination wander. <laughs> and I was, I was just being cautious. You know, I was being cautious because I didn't, nobody knew what was going to happen. Uh-huh. But then after sitting there for a while, I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I stopped doing that before the government started coming out with all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is not as bad as they were saying. Right. It's fine. Um, you know, I had a friend that probably died from this, but it was, it was considered, it was in the early, early stages of it. Mm-hmm. And they said pneumonia, mm-hmm. put her on a, a ventilator and she died. Yeah. Well, ventilators are notorious for killing people, killing people. Yeah, because your body stops breathing for itself. And right. then when they take you off of it, it's like, well, okay, we're done here. Yeah. And then that, that's it. So the media has provided us with plenty of disinformation, and they wonder why nobody takes them seriously. Yeah. I mean, they're actually shocked mm-hmm. that nobody Yeah, you don't believe us? Them. Yeah. You've saw- lied to us so much or withheld information so much I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. That's why, that's why the rise of all the independent journalism, mm-hmm. all the alternate journalism, all the podcasts, all the other information sources, the rise of that is because, you know, people want, people want the information. Yeah. They want as much information as they can get so they can make a more informed decision. The days of the government controlling the narrative are gone. Yeah. They're gone. But boy, are they trying to. Well, they really stepped on their dick on this one. Yeah. Because not only have they pissed off people like us, Mm -hmm. they've pissed off, you know, down the line Democrats. Yeah. They're like going, okay, I hear you. This was part of my political thing, but you just flat out lied to us. Yes. And I don't see that as a lasting effect on people who are diehard Democrats, but I do see it as a lasting effect on people who were moderates Mm -hmm. and the people who were independents. Yeah. People who were, who were already questioning the slide of the Democrats to the left. Um, I think a lot of them are going to go, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait till the CDC information comes out and then we can get a freedom of information act on it to see what it really says. And how many, how many decades is that going to take? It might take a while. 50,000 pages a month. I don't know. know. It might, it might take uh, three years. Oh, 
<laughs> depending, <laughs> depending on what happens. I don't think Biden's going to be president for three more years. I don't think so either, but I I don't think there will be a regime. Maybe, maybe it's maybe years. it's just uh, hope hope, but you know, I I hope, hope and, he's hope not. And change. Yeah, there we go. Hope you Let's still got some on, change. After bring on some hope and change. <laughs> Hope you still got some change yeah, after we tax that after, shit out of you. Not after $7 a gallon gas. Yeah, really. Well, that'll stop us driving so much. Yeah, it'll definitely clean up the air. Maybe it will, but I don't think it will because there's something that's happening this week. Uh-huh. Want to guess what it is? What's that? The People's Convoy. Yay! Let freedom roll. Do Convoy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rubber ducky. Breaker one nine. And they've already raised $855,000. Nice. And it's starting now. So. Well, until I, that gets shut down. What am I talking about? Anyway. Well, here's the truckers declaration. And this is truckers getting together, going mm -hmm. from California to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. to do exactly what everybody else around the world is doing. Yes. And showing their governments that we're not going to stand for this shit right. anymore. No, no, back to the mainstream media, all Americans know about is Canada. Yeah. But well, it's also they, Madrid, they, Paris, Berlin, uh, I think Copenhagen. Well, no, and no, even Canada, even yes. Canada, let's go back to the Canadian trucker uh -huh. thing. Lasted for four weeks. Yeah. We only heard about it on week four. Yes. Now, you and I had heard about it when it began. Right, right. But and they were they were calling the truckers domestic terrorists. Yes, Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, uh, that's what I, that's what I loved because there were some swastikas displayed. Yes, but what the media wasn't telling you is that the truckers were calling the Canadian government Nazis. Nazis. Yes. Uh huh. So here's the trucker declaration. Okay. We, the people of the United States, in order to restore our once perfect union, nice. reestablish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provided the common defense for all, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty, do ordain and establish the restoration movement of the People's Convoy of the United States of America. So essentially the preamble to the Constitution. Uh-huh. But written in such a way that fits. Yeah. yeah. We demand the de declaration of the national emergency concerning COVID-19 pandemic be lifted immediately and our cherished constitution reign supreme. We are mm. the people of the United States of America. We stand together under the banner of freedom. Freedom is the one thing that unites us all. Liberty flows through all of our veins. And so we who are... Truckers, moms, students, nurses, doctors, investors, county workers, teachers, cowboys, loggers, engineers, sanit sanitation workers, professors, cashiers, flight attendants, pilots, sales reps, physical therapists, and might I add, IT guys. <laughs> yes. We are fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, married, single, divorced, separated, gay, straight. We are black, white, Asian, Native American. We are immigrants, natives. We are citizens of a free world. To our elected officials that believe they rule us, you work for us. Our constitution was written to provide enough power to act on the national level, but not enough to deprive people of fundamental rights. The people are prepared to see this challenge through. As we've seen through all challenges of our freedom in the past, 
and we will prevail and prosper. To the brave and courageous neighbors to the north, our Canadian brothers and sisters who led the charge, we join your call to freedom with the people's convoy. Let the golden light of liberty burn bright. Let freedom roll. Wow. So, and this is, the website is, promote, 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 the peoplesconvoy.org. And their, their big thing is, it's time to end the declaration of natural emer- national emergency con- concerning the COVID-19 pandemic mm-hmm. and restore the Constitution. Right. This was bound to happen. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm surprised it didn't happen until now. I'm surprised we didn't do it well, first. Well, there was, there was last summer, mm-hmm. there was supposed to be a, a trucker, or, you know, a convoy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Just never really came to fruition. I think it was just all truckers were not going to drive for two days or something. Yeah. I can't remember what the the actual thing was they were going to do, but it was there was a trucker stance, but I don't think it ever really did anything. Or maybe it did, and we just didn't hear about it because of the mainstream media. Well, let me check a couple of things because it says visit our Facebook page. Let me see. Uh-huh. If, let me see if it's still up. Well, while you're doing that, um, what you read reminds me also of a line. Uh, it actually, is, two lines. It is as of today. It's still up. Two lines uh, from the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. which says, "But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, advances a design to reduce them under absolute despotism." It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Mm-hmm. It is our duty to call these people out. It is our duty to get these people out of office if necessary. Right. It's, it's not just our right, it is our duty as citizens of the United States. Well, and everybody will do their part. And we are yes. here because yeah. we started this podcast yes. just for this reason. Right. Because we were sick of our government being tyrannical. Yes, absolutely. And that's why we're here, folks. So what did you find? uh, The Facebook page is still up, you said? Facebook page is still up. Let me check their Instagram. I don't know how long it'll be up, but I I think that Facebook, they've taken such a hit lately that they're they're stopping this. Now, I I think this will get to a point to where they will shut it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started on February 23rd, 2020 in California, and they're going across the nation and picking up people along the way mm-hmm. to go to Washington, D.C. and basically do a sit-in. Nice. Which is perfectly fine. Which is essentially what they did in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So cool. we'll, we'll see how this, how this turns out in the coming weeks. Uh, I think that they'll try their best to shut it down. But they they keep pushing and pushing. You know, January 6th was the first one. Mm-hmm. And they keep pushing and pushing and pushing the American population saying, we're going to tighten down on you. And we keep pushing back. Because mm-hmm. that's not what this country was founded on. And there's enough patriots still left over to do it. I mean, the soy well, the prob- boys. The, the problem is. Um, well, the that- soy boys are going to fold like a card table. Right. See, the problem is the soy boys think they have a lot of power mm-hmm. and think they're strong and their voices carry and all that wonderful well, stuff. Well, they do because they're high pitched because well, yeah. they're screaming like little <laughs> girls. But anyway. The, the problem is most people that believe in freedom and liberty believe that everybody should be able to do as they please until it hits a point 
where you're now affecting my pocketbook, mm-hmm. my personal security, my my own liberties. Yes. And then they start to push back. And that's where we, we've come. Up until this point, you know, most people that believe in freedom and liberty believe everybody's freedom and liberty. Yes. Freedom for all or freedom for none. Exactly. And look, you can swing your fists as much as you can as long as you don't connect with me. Yeah. You're and now they're connecting. And now these soy boys who have been out there screaming on the front lines mm-hmm. and thinking they have all this power. Mm-hmm. They're about to find out that they don't because look, your knuckles finally connected. Yeah. And we're pissed. Well, it's just, it's just don't bring a skateboard to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> you may get a little more than you were bargained for. Absolutely. And, uh, your mom won't be there with snacks. Now, um, I, I hope that these people can be funded in some way because funding for things like this is being shut down all over, all over the place. Yes. Like uh, the Canadians had a GoFundMe account, mm-hmm. you know, the Canadian truckers that got shut down. Yeah. Um, various other funding sources got shut down. Now I'm reading that Patreon has shut down uh, this uh, crowdfunding page for Come Back Alive, which is a Ukrainian NGO that's collecting money to support the country's military in response to the Russian aggression. Well, yes, the donations go to the American Foundation for Civil Liberties and Freedom. Okay. But under a lot of the new regulations that just came out at the beginning of this year, thank you, Joe Biden, um, you know, you have to do some background checking on who the donations are going to and make sure they don't fall into certain categories. Right, right. And this funding be, domestic terrorists. This could be considered funding domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's only a threat to the government. That's not a threat to its people. No, not at all. This is, matter of fact, it's the exact opposite of a threat to its people. Mm-hmm. It's providing liberty and freedom to its people. Now, they are using a line pay, which I'm not familiar with. A line pay is, is, uh, one of the very few that do very little background checking mm-hmm. that uh, they're a lot like uh, PayPal without all the wokeness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I think they're backed by Stripe, but mm. yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're actually, they bill themselves as payment system for those that don't want to be canceled. Well, if you're a trucker out there, good on you, man. Uh, I support you 100%. Yes, absolutely. Or anybody else that's running that in that convoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I know we've talked a lot about the Ukraine situation and, and all, but that's like the big thing. Well, it's what's going on. It is. It's really what's going on. And it's got ramifications that are going to go on for years. Oh, there's no under, matter what happens. Undertones everywhere. Absolutely. You know, and we're still talking about sanctions. Mm-hmm. The problem is we're not actually doing anything with sanctions. You know, first off, um, sanctions, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. We'll freeze some some bank accounts and we'll do a few things, but we're not going to sanction oil. Uh, Russia is the second largest producer of oil in the world. And we're buying a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to sanction their natural gas and we're not going to sanction aluminum production. So the three things that the Russian economy depends most on, we're not going to sanction any of them. Well, that would get in their way of the flow of money. 
Well, it's a bunch of big carrots and little tiny sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, hell, we still buy $50 million of oil a day from Russia. Um, you know, we haven't kicked him out of the swift banking. You, what's his, uh, what is his name? Blinken. I, I was listening <laughs> to, Blinken? yeah, I was listening to, uh, <laughs> no agenda. And they said one of the, one of the things he wrote, he signed to a, which is his first initial Blinken. And if you read it all together, a Blinken, mm-hmm. like really a Blinken. Uh, but he was asked, you know, are we actually going to do, or are we actually going to sanction Russia? And he said yesterday, well, you know, it's still all on the table, which just makes us look even weaker. You know, we keep talking about sending aid. We haven't sent anything. We haven't. You brought up, what was it, $6.4 billion Yep. That they're voting on to send. Congress actually has already appropriated money to send, but the administration hasn't sent any. But then again, as we said earlier, Biden's on vacation. Yeah, yeah. So, I you mean, know, we'll it, get it around wait. to it. it when, wait. Well, he needs his pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but all, all this boils down to the fact that the United States is becoming very weak in the international viewpoint mm-hmm. on the international stage. The United States is extremely weak. Yeah. Um, we really bolstered our stance in the international community when, um, Iraq invaded Kuwait, George HW Bush came out and he said, look, we're not going to allow this to stand. And he did something about it. And that is when we were. Did he though or did Cheney? (laughs) eh, No, 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 no. George H.W. Bush. When Iraq invaded Kuwait back in 1990. Okay. Um, So, and we all know George H.W. Bush was the first Bush was. uh, They said they were going to kill my daddy. (laughs) But he was the the head of the CIA Mm -hmm. before getting into politics or continuing politics uh yeah, I, I think it's it. continuing anyway yeah he had anyway. enough, he had enough dirt on people to get to be president exactly but then again when he made that proclamation he stumbled with his words a little and you know it became kind of a meme of the time mm-hmm. but still he made the proclamation and he did something about it and that made us the premier world superpower it's right after the fall of, or right before the fall of the soviet union and we became the premier superpower. Now, with what's going on with, you know, even us balking at the sanctions against Russia, you know, all of the blustering and bullshit that Biden put out there and Harris, who was our representative to the security conference, which still blows my mind, <laughs> with no foreign relations experience. And I don't know. No if, border experience no either. Border experience. <laughs> Why should I go to the border? I've never been to Europe either. Well, now she's um, been to Europe. She yep. better get her ass to the border. There you go. Get her, send her there and keep her there. We send her, and I don't know of our listeners, how many of you have heard any of the speech that she made at that security conference, but it is dry. It's, it almost sounds like she's trying to use the cadence of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And whatever, no matter what you think of Barack Obama, the good the guy was a good orator. He could speak well. Um, she can't. Nobody likes her. She has a, a demeanor about her that makes her unlikable. It's because she's fucking evil. Well, there's that, and I, and that came out in that speech. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with all of that and all the blustering we did, 
now that it's come to fruition that Russia is invading the Ukraine, we're not doing anything about it. NATO has put its forces, <clears throat> now that NATO has called up, you know, its, its rapid reaction force, mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're going to go into all the countries that border the Ukraine. Essentially, what they're doing is saying, okay, Putin, we're going to pretty much figure you've got Ukraine. We're just not going to let you go any farther. Mm-hmm. You know, let the Ukrainians defend themselves. I mean, it's average citizens that are out there defending the country. Granted, there is a military, but it's also their public that's out there defending the country. Right. Um, and, More of and a militia. Yeah, I mean, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has called out the EU, EU and the US. He's like, guys, what are you doing? You're not helping us at all. You promised to help us. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Look how weak you are. Yep. This is going to allow China to move up as the premier world superpower. We are no longer going to be it. China is, is now feeling a little threatened and they've are, they're in talks with uh, Kim Jong-un from North Korea so that they can make sure that they're bolstering each other's, you know, they got each other's backs. Yeah. You know, bolstering the support there. Uh, there was a U.S. ship that went through the Taiwan Strait. Well, speaking of Xi, yeah. while we're on the subject, uh-huh. so Biden gave intelligence information to Xi. Absolutely. And Xi turned around and gave it to Putin. Of course he did. <laughs> Those two are buddies. They are collaborating through all of this. So probably we should get Biden on treason? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Or one of the underlings that actually gave that information, maybe. Whoever actually passed on the information, mm-hmm. did they have approval from Biden? Who knows? Yeah. But you, a U.S. ship just went through the Taiwan Strait, and uh, China called that provocative. In other words, China says, keep your shit up. You're provoking us. We're going to attack. Mm-hmm. And right now, the U.S. is the weakest it's been in my entire life. We're ripe for the picking right now. We really are. Our military is is scaled way back. Mm-hmm. It was already being scaled back. And then the whole vaccine thing happened. And a lot of a lot of good soldiers um, either got out on a, a you know, were discharged or, or they were kicked out or they've signed agreements that they will not re-enlist. Mm-hmm. This is this is horrible. And not to mention the myocarditis yeah. is going on. Yeah, the most the healthiest people in the United States are having major health problems. We talked about that a couple episodes ago about the database that shows how many uh, people are really being affected by the vaccine. Yeah, fifty percent increase on strokes, fifty percent increase on heart attacks. I can't remember what one of them was like a seven hundred percent increase. Mm. It went from an average of like a thousand cases to 70,000 cases. Mm. And it was, it was a heart related issue and I can't remember which one it was, but still, you know, um, this is where we are. Not going to say why might've caused that, but. (laughs) Okay. I will. Vaccines. Pfizer. Pfizer, Moderna, J and J. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, we're going down a really, really, really dark road and we have a president who is a bully. He is the schoolyard bully. I'm going to say... As I said, Putin's a thug who will roll over everybody. I'm going to say incompetent. 
I'm not even going to say he's a bully. I'm just going to oh, say no, he's incompetent. He's the typical schoolyard bully. Generally, they're not real bright. Mm-hmm. And they will uh, threaten. They will control. They will call you names. They will do all kinds of things until you stand up to them. Corn Guess what? Pop's a bad dude. <laughs> Putin just st- stood up to him. And what's he doing? He's on vacation. Yep. Need I say more? I think I've done enough talk about Ukraine. All right. Well, I got something a little closer to home. Let's do it. Texas AG formally declares child sex changes, child abuse. It is awesome. Sex change operations and puberty blockers prescribed to kids is child abuse, said Texas General Attorney Ken Paxton Monday. And he backed the statement up with formal legal opinion that will have binding effect in Texas law. Good. Attorney General Ken Paxton released a formal attorney general opinion in concluding that performing certain sex change procedures on children and prescribing puberty blockers on them is child abuse under Texas state law. Agreed. Absolutely. I so, am 100% on board with this. 100%. Before I was 26 years old, mm-hmm. I was a moron. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I may be a moron now. I was going to say, after, I was, after I was 26 years old, I was still kind of a moron. But I was a real moron, and I made a lot of stupid mistakes. Yes. And none of them, you know, uh, I had to live with permanently. So, and I didn't get any tattoos. Right. <laughs> so I don't have to live with that either, getting something like a Tasmanian devil tattooed on my arm or some dumb shit like Thumper. that. Anyway, these are virtue signaling parents. Yeah. And it is child abuse. Yes. So you want to virtue signal to your friends how woke you are mm-hmm. by your little boy saying he's a little girl and putting him on puberty blockers and putting him on estrogen mm-hmm. and having his tallywhacker whacked off. Mm-hmm. That, that is absolutely 100% child abuse. So I agree 100%. Yeah, it goes way, that goes way beyond just neglect. Mm-hmm. And when you're 18, go do what you want. Absolutely. If if you want to have uh, boobs and, and a vajayjay, go, go for hey, it. have it. You go pay for it. This is not my job you, to pay well, yeah. for it. Yeah. You pay for it yourself. But these virtue signaling parents, it's like, you got to let them sit and boil for a while. I had a lot of ideas. And we're talking... Mm-hmm. We're talking children from five to 18. Yeah. That, that this is. Well, think about it. puberty blockers. Yeah. Are generally given before they hit puberty. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is, when do we start letting children make lifelong decisions? Well, it's no different than a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Most parents will not allow their children to have a tattoo till they're 18 years old. Yeah. And can pay for it themselves. Yeah. Same this, thing. Th- yeah. And this is. This is a little bit more serious than a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Permanent. Yes. And, uh, you know, transgender people have the highest rate of suicide. Yes. After uh, the operation. Sexual reassignment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and many, many, many transgender people who have made the transition, the full transition, mm-hmm. regret it. See, this is why I love this state great state of texas because uh we're honey badger yeah we don't give a fuck 
<laughs> if it's wrong, it's wrong. We yes. don't care what popular opinion is. And, yes. and see, this is going with popular opinion. This is why democracy doesn't work. Yes. Okay. So let's go back in history. We live in a democratically elected representative republic. Yes. Okay, we don't live in a democracy. So no. all these morons running around going, they're written in democracy. It's never been a democracy. Right. Democracy denotes mob rule. Yeah. Whatever the exactly popular what it is. Yeah. Whatever the popular opinion is at that moment gets voted on. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, if it were democratic, we would still have slavery. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it was a very un abolitionist were very unpopular mm -hmm. when we abolished slavery. Yeah. And it wasn't the popular opinion. No, not at all. Even in the North. Yeah. And even amongst blacks. So democracy is not a good way to govern anything. These people are running around, you know, talking to their friends, going, I'm more woke than you. No, I'm more woke. It's like a wokest uh, yeah. race. Who can be the most woke? One-upsmanship on... Uh Who's the biggest dipshit? Yeah. And um, people like me uh, don't give a fuck. But uh, don't torture your children just so you can virtue signal to your friends. Exactly. About, oh, my God. About how enlightened you are. You uh, selfish piece of shit. It's like, oh, yeah? Hold my beer and sh let me show you how woke I can get. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut my own wiener off to prove how non-toxic masculinity I am. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, anyway. I just thought that that was a, a good heartening story. That's awesome. It's a it's a win for children and a win for a, humanity. I hope a lot of other states follow suit. And look, man, if you want to get your junk cut off when you're 18, Go more power it. to you, man. Go for it. At least you are informed at that point. Yes. I mean, there's a reason why we don't get drafted until 18. There's a reason why we don't drink till we're 21. Mm-hmm. The human brain has to develop and have, you know, some education beforehand. Well, um, just before the 2020 elections, Democrats are trying to lower the voting age to 16. Mm -hmm. No, that's a bad idea. 16 year olds don't know anything, especially since most most soft headed, mushy 16 year olds now won't even drive. No. Nah. <laughs> Unless they're going to become an Uber driver. Right. No, <laughs> and then drive the yeah. other soft headed children yeah. around. Uh, it blows my mind, uh, the children in society today. Mm. But it's not their fault. It's what they're taught. It's their parents. Yeah. Well, they only know what they're taught. <sighs> okay. Well, let's yeah. move on to let's something on. Uh, a little colder. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Tech news. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Now, our tech news is probably going to be mixed with a lot of Ukraine stuff. because yeah, uh, some of that in there, too. Kinda, they're kind of running into each other. Yeah, chart. I got a little bit of that in there, too. But I'll let you start off this time, Dave. All right. Well, uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to keep it off of Ukraine for at least one one uh, thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. Waymo, which is a company I talked about uh, about a month ago. Yep. They had filed a lawsuit. Um, they're a autonomous car maker run by alphabet, alphabet. 
uh, which is Google. Mm-hmm. For those of you that uh, don't know that, uh, last month they had sued the DMV in California to block a public records request from an, from an unidentified party seeking Waymo's application for a permit to operate driverless cars on public roads. The company argued that the information being sought was trade secret and that being forced to reveal it would put the company at a competitive disadvantage. Now, the information that was being sought was accident information. Mm-hmm. All they wanted to know was how many times, how many times, how many times <laughs> have your autonomous vehicles crashed and what was the cause of the crash? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a t- trade secret. <laughs> no, unfortunately, the California DMV uh, ruled in favor of Alphabet. Of course they did. So, uh, you know, this case zeroes in on tension that's brewing between uh, or within the industry for the autonomous vehicles between a desire to keep information secret from rival companies and the need to earn the public trust through transparency and openness. Yeah, through uh, transparency I'm, I'm, I'm and openness. Tra- transparency <laughs> and openness is out the fucking window. Yeah. Word, yeah, no. It's just not going to happen. Now, yeah, no. again, <laughs> you're not hearing this in the mainstream media. These cars crash more often than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but do they crash more than any other car? Well, no, because there's a lot more other cars. No, I'm talking about if you boiled it down per incident, is, per Is capita. their crash rate higher yeah. or lower than a human crash rate? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I'd be interested to look at that. But yeah. Yeah. I would think right now higher just because there's not a lot of the autonomous vehicles yet. Mm-hmm. So the percentage is going to be bigger. Um, you know, you, you only have two tests and one of them has a crash. That's 50% right there. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit skewed, but, um, you know, I, I I think that data needs to be out there prior to these things being on, you know, actual roads. Yeah. Have them in test circuits, have them in testing environments. I'm good with that. I hope you do that. You know, get them safe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there are two companies, uh, Motional and Via have launched a free robo-taxi shuttle in Las Vegas, but in their shuttles, they will have a safety driver sitting in the driver's seat. He won't drive, but he'll be there just in case. Yeah. And, uh, you know... That's a good idea. Yeah, let's do this for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just going to be certain pre-picked stops. Uh, so if you order this this taxi service, it's only going to go... It's going to pick you up in a certain place and drop you off in one of... Uh, a, a a number of predetermined locations, mm-hmm. kind of right? Kind of like bus stops. Yeah. You know, you have to get it here, and it will only take you here, here. So or it's here. gonna be a smaller bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like this idea. It's a good way to to test it, um, so that you know you have a safety driver there, somebody who can take over if something happens. Right. So do this for a while, but, uh, and it's going to be free. Kind of cool. Somebody's paying for it. Well, I mean, you know, you get these automated assembly lines and it still has workers on there to watch it, to make sure it doesn't go, go awry. So, I mean, and the same thing with, with, uh, trucking, you know, if we automate trucking, <coughs> there needs to be a human operator there. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with automated trucking with truckers in it that mm-hmm. they kind of, help them along yeah and maybe they could you know 
sleep for a certain amount of time mm -hmm. and then, you know, just watch it. Kind of like pilots going. do. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they they yeah. take off and uh, autopilot. Gets an autopilot. Pilot takes a nap. Yeah. Until it's time to land it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of on board with that. But, but the fact that they were talking about transparency and openness, but they want to shut down the actual information that you would want to know. Yes. How much does it crash? Talk about transparency and openness while hiding something. Yes. In the same document. That just sounds like today's government. It really does. Or the mainstream <laughs> media. What do you got over there, Scott? Well, I'm going to what I've been telling you about for the last three weeks. Okay. Ukraine hit by a massive cyber attack on government websites. Uh-huh. So before they came in for the kinetic war, mm -hmm. they started with the cyber attacks to disrupt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they get the site can't be reached and all this other stuff. But the Ukraine has been hit by a massive cyber attack with websites of several government departments, including the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Education Ministry, knocked out. Officials said it was too early to draw any conclusions, <laughs> but they pointed out a long record of Russian cyber assaults against Ukraine with the attack coming after security talks between Moscow and the U.S. and its allies this week ended in a stalemate. Now, this, this was written prior to the invasion. Suspected Russian hackers left a message on foreign ministry website. According to the reports, it said, Ukrainians, all information about you has become public. Be afraid and expect worse. Uh-oh. It's your past, present, and future. The message reproduced the Ukrainian flag and a map crossed out. It mentioned the Ukrainian insurgent army, or the UPA, which fought against the Soviet Union during the Second World War. There was also a reference to historical land. So, uh, we probably will never know the extent of the attacks, especially on their infrastructure but it definitely knocked out ways to communicate and information. Right. And so, you know, we, we did this during the Gulf War. We went in and took out power plants. We took out communications. Any way that the quote-unquote enemy could communicate or any way that we could disrupt their standard operations, that's mm -hmm. what we do. Oh, yeah, of course. And so I think if Russia, well, let me put it this way. If talks between us and Russia break down or we start to interfere, there's a there's a tipping point here. If we go and interfere in Ukraine with the regime that we're under, I don't think the proper decisions are going to be made to keep us no, safe. No, no. Well, not to mention Biden has appointed um, generals and, and staffers in positions of authority who have no experience at warfare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they went to college and they studied this stuff at West Point or, you know, the U.S. Army War College or or wherever. But instead of putting people in those positions that have actually been in, in combat, <laughs> been in combat, mm -hmm. um, he hasn't done that. Yeah. These are advisors that a lot like most of the, the extreme left, they're all theoretical people. You're all academics. Yes, and they're gonna they're uh, they're not gonna make the right decisions. Yeah, academics have no practical experience, and it takes practical experience to be in a war. Yeah, yeah, to know to what do it's anything about. properly, anything properly. Mm -hmm. So 
my point is, is if we hit the tipping point and we make some missteps, if there is an attack on America, it's going to start with our infrastructure and communications. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, we're pretty insulated here. Mm -hmm. We live in a velvet cage. Mm -hmm. And I know personally when the power goes on, I go flick the light switch three or four times, even though I know the lights, the power's <laughs> out. Right. So like, oh yeah, that's right. After that, I'll go about my business and go, okay, what do I got to do now? Mm -hmm. There's a certain population. I won't name them. Mm -hmm. They spend all day on video games or on their phones, uh -huh. sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. And if something like this happens to us, they're going to be like squids. They're just going to slide out of their chairs going, I don't know what to do. Crawl up on a ball yep. on the floor and cry themselves to sleep. Mm -hmm. We're not in good shape. <laughs> I mean, they would call their parents, but their phones won't work. Yeah. Well, the rest of us who know what we're actually doing are going to run mm -hmm. for the hills mm -hmm. and start the resistance. Yeah. I mean, it'll be Red Dawn. Yeah. It'll be Red Dawn. On a grand and scale. And that's if it's not nuclear. If it's kinetic. Yeah. And uh, I don't know anybody in their right mind that would do anything nuclear because that would affect the entire ecosystem. <sighs> there are some world leaders out there that are not in their right mind. Mm. I think that Russia would want to, or China, mm -hmm. let's just say either one, because we're, we're ripe for the picking right now. Yeah. Uh, Russia or China, the, I would think that they would want the resources. They wouldn't want to blow everything up. I would think so, but what if we start kicking Russia's ass? Oh, then that's it. And then, you know, Putin is surrounded. We've, we've pretty much kicked their ass, mm -hmm. you know, and we're ready to take over their country. What's going to stop him from hitting that red button? Launching. He has 6,000 nukes. That's enough to blow, to cover the entire planet. It, it's probably enough to blow up the entire planet. Mm -hmm. Actually blow it up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, what's to say, you know, hey, we've lost. The country's gone. Everything's gone. Everything's destroyed. Eat this, bitches. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> screw it. I'm hitting it. Send, send you know, 35 nukes towards Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. That's always been my fear with with a armed conflict with one of the nuclear superpowers. Well, we've gone through this crypto virus thing for the last five years, mm -hmm. and people aren't learning. They aren't learning what the proper countermeasures to have mm -hmm. on their computers are. And they trust their computers and they trust their digital devices. Mm -hmm. They actually put those systems, they, they, they stake their life on these systems. Mm -hmm. I'm a technology guy. Yeah. IT guy. Mm -hmm. Me too. Been in this industry a long time. <laughs> I am not trusting my life to any computer. No. Period. No. Because I know how, I mean, I wouldn't even have a job if they worked. <laughs> exactly. You know, that was, that, <laughs> I'll tell you, my thought when I was, I was about 11 years old and all the adults were talking about, and I lived in uh, Northwest Ohio and there was a GM plant there. We weren't far from Detroit. And uh, the talk was that everything was starting to get automated. Mm -hmm. And all the adults were afraid that computers were going to take over everything and nobody was going to have a job anymore. And my first thought was somebody's got to work on the computers. That's right. They can't fix themselves. Exactly. And that's what, that's what, so that's what I learned and that's what I did. And so I'm still doing, been doing it for good God over 30 years. 
As have I. You know, the more automation, the more vulnerabilities. Yeah. You know, the more technology, the more areas they can get in. And, you know, uh, speaking of which, have you ever heard of the Russian, Russian-based ransomware group Conti? Yes, I have. They have been putting out some threats in a blog. What? I love, I love blogs. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, they're a cybercrime group. They're known for ransomware and extorting millions of dollars from U.S. and European companies. They vowed Friday to attack enemies of the Kremlin if they respond to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Wonder who's backing them. Well, uh, they said they're announcing their full support of the government of President Vladimir Putin. Sounds huh, st- I wonder. Sounds state sponsored to me. Yeah. They said if anybody will decide to organize a cyber attack or any war activities against Russia, we're going to use all our possible resources to strike back at the critical infrastructure of any enemy. Mm. So yeah, I would take that threat as real. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you know, how much I need to look it up, but that infrastructure bill that was passed, I wonder how much of that is actually dedicated to securing the infrastructure such that this can't happen. Probably very little of it. And probably and then there's how probably it, more dedicated towards uh, gender studies for transgenders. Of course, of course. Um, Cause that's vital infrastructure. And then, well, and they, actually they said that, um, that that is part of the infrastructure mm-hmm. is because it's a health crisis. Uh-huh. That, trans people or anyway um but but i wanted a pony well and the other yeah we'll make you a pony then yeah (laughs) (laughs) the other thing is you know of the amount of money that was appropriated for securing our infrastructure how much will actually be used toward it because you know they'll slice off money from that pile quickly to go to other things and that's how government budgeting works yeah you know, they appropriate a million dollars for something. And that one thing probably gets about $100,000 of it. The rest of it goes to other port project projects. Yep. So, yeah, um, Russian uh, cyber attack experts, Russian uh, what? What, what? cyber crime people. How do, you, are, uh, how do you become a Russian cyber crime expert? I was meaning an expert, a expert criminal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's a lot easier than becoming an expert against cybercrime. <laughs> um, but they're a cybercrime group that uh, I would, I mean, their methods are pretty effective. Everything's been pretty quiet for the most part over 2021, 2022. But in mm-hmm. the last two months, things have ramped up yeah. exponentially. Uh, and when I say quiet, I mean, it's no higher than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, they, they see these crypto viruses shutting down hospitals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no big surprise there because hospital information systems are shit. Very much so. And they're run by morons. They're run by, you know, uh, paper shirted guys who thought, well, it'd be a pretty good idea if I got into computers mm-hmm. that don't know anything about it. Um, well, it's funny as hospitals, I, in, in my experience, they're good about uh, having the most up-to-date, great desktop computers in the front, but their servers in the back are decades old. Yeah. Haven't been patched, haven't been updated, and it runs. 
Yeah. If, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix don't it. Fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everybody hears about these, these situations with, with these hospitals and police departments and, and you're talking about municipal type operations take the lowest amount of money to protect what's out there. And then when it gets breached they they throw up their hands and go, Oh no, no, it was Russian hackers. So that's what people know of this, but I can tell you as a security expert <laughs> uh-huh. that it's been pretty quiet mm-hmm. up until two months ago. Right. And then the attacks and the probing started. Now, am I saying that's Russia? Most of the stuff is coming through Tor mm-hmm. that we're getting attacked from. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not coming directly from Russia. It's going through the Tor network. And it could be originating from Russia. Right. But all I know is in the last two months, there's been an uptick. And those Tor nodes are, are in the U.S. Mm-hmm. that we're getting attacked from. So they know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they did, they well, start, most start of them are probing. Pretty, the, some of these groups are pretty bright guys. Yeah. They started probing early and they wanted to see what was out there, see what they could attack. And since I work for a financial institution, well, that's on the list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're not exactly the low hanging fruit though. Right. So hospitals, police stations, mm-hmm. anything municipal, those are going to be taken out. Yeah. Uh, even power plants. Uh, sewage, Any, anything run sewage, by anything run by a local government. Sewage treatment. Yes. I mean, you, yeah. you want to mess some stuff up, bring sewage treatment to a halt. Water plants. Mm-hmm. City water. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're on well water and you're on septic, uh, you're good to go. Yeah. But if you're on city water, city septic, I mean, they could they could really. Um, screw with the automation and poison the water mm-hmm. if they really wanted to may not kill you make you really sick though yeah and that's where you'd start and may these, kill you may kill you may get dysentery uh-huh yeah so anyway you know this is this is a big topic for me especially at work right now and i keep telling everybody and they you know they, they poo-poo me because i'm i'm the master of disaster uh, I don't have good news most of the time when I'm at work. So they don't really want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I they, don't want it. To, they don't want to hear it. They want uh, sunshine, rainbows, mm-hmm. and unicorn and farts. Unicorns that fart glitter. Yes. And that's just not going to happen in this situation. So, with all that backstory being said, they're probing us now and they're mm-hmm. just, they're getting ready. So I think, I think. The gun hasn't fired, but it's definitely caught. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're probing a lot of agencies. You know, uh, financial, medical. You know, all the main agencies. They're probing them right now. They're not going to attack any of them, mm-hmm. but they're seeing where the vulnerabilities are that they can find, so that they can just essentially hit a button, and all of them will be attacked at once. Yeah, they'll set up a button, see what they've they've got, and. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they can get through to every one of them, but if they get through to a lot of them and have a coordinated attack that brings mm-hmm. down a lot of the infrastructure at the same time, yep. people are going to lose their minds. There's going to be yeah. mass chaos. Uh, people are going to panic and they can't turn the lights on. You're going to see everybody trying to get out of the city. Yeah. Large cities will uh, end up getting into a starvation mode. Mm-hmm. Because what is it? Three days of food in, three a, days in, of a, food. in a large city? Well, any, any city. Uh, yeah. If you're looking at a store, there's only three days of food there yeah. because food gets delivered every three days. Right. 
and you get to run on the stores. Mm-hmm. That's done. Yeah. It's done in one day. People will start killing each other. Yeah. And that's when they'll start the kinetic war. Mm-hmm. Is they'll, they'll go ahead and wait 10 days. Yeah. And let, let a mass of the morons kill each other. <laughs> yep. And then they'll come in and mop up. Yeah. So anyway, on that note, I'll, I'll well, on that happy news, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get off of that, but. All right. Well, uh, Ukrainian leader, um, Zelensky mm-hmm. has called on Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Mm-hmm. How, block, much, how much, how much did he get last year? Or five, the raise? 500. You mean his, his bonus? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It was, it was a raise. Yeah, raise. Yeah. 500%. 500%. 500%. Oh. Yeah. While he, no, it was Apple. Or, I'm sorry. It was Amazon that uh, denied the cost of living raise for its employees. Yeah. Um, Apple. But now they're paying $15 an hour. Have you seen the commercials? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, uh, Zelensky called on Tim Cook to block Russian users from the App Store. Mm. Yeah, he wants, you know, to try to block it off. He also contacted uh, AWS, Amazon Web Services. And they said? Neither of them will comment. They said, no, we're not, we're not going to cut our own throats. Exactly. That's what, that's what, you know, that's what they're thinking. Humanitarians not, be damned. Yeah, neither You're Amazon. Not taking money out of our pocket. <laughs> Neither Amazon or uh, Apple have commented, but think about this. Who's Russia's best friend? Who's Putin's best friend? Xi. Mm-hmm. China. Russia and China are colluding together right now. They have been. Mm-hmm. We know this. We've known this for a long time. We definitely know it considering, you know, the Biden uh, administration passed on Intel to China and China gave it right to Russia. Yep. You know, um, they gave them our Intel on what we knew of Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So if Apple or Amazon blocks Russia, it's going to piss off China. Where is, where is the one place Apple makes the majority, if not all of its products? San Diego. Close, close. Uh, a, hold, little oh, for, hold, a little farther west. Okay, hold on, hold on. Mexico City. Even farther west. Mm, You're coming east. Mm, let me see. Oh, east? No, oh. It's farther west. Further west. Of San Diego. Hawaii. Closer, closer. Have you ever heard of a little place called China? No. Is yeah. that that wrestler? Oh, yeah. It's a woman wrestler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So think about it. If Apple was to block Russia, mm-hmm. China would say, guess what? We're not making your iPhones anymore. We're cutting or, you off. Or we're not going to show your movies anymore, you Apple Plus people. They look, they would We're not going China is the biggest consumer of movies. I hear They're you. They're the biggest consumer of a lot of things. I hear you, but let's stop for a second. So yes. you're telling a country, okay, so the biggest money that Apple makes is not on their phones. Sorry, it's not. Okay. It's the App Store. Because oh, well, yeah, the yeah, App yeah. Store yeah. makes 30% takes 30% of anything that's sold on there. Yeah. 30%. Yep. Yep. Even subscriptions. So yep. if you've got a monthly subscription, they take 30% of that. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're not going to block the app store because that's their cash cow. That's their yeah. reoccurring yeah. income. Right. They could, I mean, really, uh, they don't, but they could give their damn phones away and just mm-hmm. charge for the app store. Yeah. 
that's where they make their money. As a matter of fact, uh, I think it was Origin, a game company, was having a big lawsuit with mm -hmm. them because they kept taking 30%. Right. And they kicked them off the App Store. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't think it, I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. and I think that that's true too. Mm -hmm. But that's not the main motivation. They're like, screw you, hippies. We're making money. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's all Tim well, that's Cook's why, thinking about. Well, that's why Apple is, or at least was, I think they still are, the largest revenue country, uh, company in the world. Yes. Their reoccurring revenue comes from the well, App yeah, Store. Yeah. And that's where they make all their money because mm -hmm. it is a closed infrastructure. If you have an Apple product, you can only get apps unless you jailbreak it, mm -hmm. which not a whole lot of people can do successfully. No. It's a very small amount of people. You can screw up your phone if you don't know what you're doing. But the mass population goes to the app store to get their apps. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I would say Apple out there is probably 50%, if not mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Maybe 60%. Because as, of the market. as I've always said, Apple is a marketing company. Yeah. And they're very, very good at it. So one thing that they're doing that the Play Store is not. Mm -hmm is that's their cash cow. Yeah. It used to be music. Right. But nobody gives a shit about music anymore. Because no. music's free. Right. You get your free Spotify account. You got all the music you'd want. Mm -hmm. And they they sell movies through uh, the app store. Mm -hmm. And they still sell music through the app store. Oh, now they got their own movies, their own TV shows. and Their own, their own network, basically. Yep. Yeah. Well, it is. They have their own streaming service, Apple Plus. So yeah, they're not going to cut their own throats. No, they're not. They're not going to do it. I don't care how humanitarian that they think this is. Mm -hmm. It's Apple. They're there to make cash. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they're not altruistic. No, and I can see them making the argument, but it's the Russian people. We can't hurt the Russian people. Mm -hmm. They haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. You know whether you agree with that argument or not. I can see them trying to make that argument. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's just. It's becoming, society is becoming more and more of a mess. Um, it's just, it, it's crazy. And the rest of the world looks at us and says, you guys are nuts. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing anything about it except going farther down that rabbit hole. This is Alice in Wonderland. It's clown world. It, it's, it, it's just fucking nuts. Yeah. It's nuck and futs. It is. It is. <laughs> Oh, so you got anything else over there? Yeah, I do. So the behemoth mm -hmm. of chip, well, graphics chip manufacturers, NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. NVIDIA confirms its investigation, investigating an incident reportedly a cyber attack. Oh, mm -hmm. there's nothing yet linking it to the Russia-Ukraine conflict yet. NVIDIA is confirming that uh, it's investigating an incident Hours after the graphic chip maker giant had experienced a devastating attack that completely compromised, in quotes, the company's internal systems over the past two days. Uh-oh. Completely compromised. Completely compromised. It sounds to me like root access. That super is a, user access. That's a big statement in our industry. That's, that's a scary, scary statement. And, and you know... The thing is, is when you make a statement like that, you're thinking ten percent. Yeah. You you only make us you only make a statement of like ten percent of what really happened. Right. Right. 
that sounds to me like somebody gained actual super user access. Mm -hmm. It was able to do anything they wanted at will. Well, they say we're investigating an incident. Our business and commercial activities will continue in uninterrupted. We are still working to evaluate the nature and scope of the event and don't have any additional information to share at this time. Good, good move. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) If the U.S. based company like NVIDIA had been targeted, though, it could provoke retaliation from the United States. If Russia pursues cyber attacks against our companies, our critical infrastructure, we are prepared to respond, President Biden said, with ice cream. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to respond to shit. Oh, that butterscotch. I don't understand no computers. Uh, that WWW stuff. He's, he's kids and no damn computers. So, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be Russians. Or, or it could be... Their shitty business practices. Why nobody can get one of their damn cards for under five thousand dollars right now? Good God! Because they make pretty good crypto mining cards. Yep, they do. And who buys their cards when they come out? Crypto miners. Yep, and they get them all. Yeah. So I was a little peeved at Nvidia for a while because when the thirty nineties came out, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta have one of those. Because I've been wait, I wait every other generation. Mm-hmm. I had to buy a Dell to get a thirty ninety. <laughs> yeah, the only ones I can find are in laptops. Yeah, well, I had to spend five thousand dollars, which is what a card goes for. If you can find a thirty ninety, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to charge you for. I had to buy a five thousand dollar computer, which actually wasn't too bad. I mean, mm-hmm. if you really look at it, if you're going to spend five thousand yeah. dollars on a video card, but you can have the video card and the computer, yeah, it's a good computer. Uh, yeah, it could be retaliation for that, or it could be Ukraine, but I'm going to think this has nothing to do with Ukraine. Yeah, I highly doubt it. I think that they pissed off all the gamers and they rolled out a set of drivers that would not allow you to do crypto mining on their video cards. You would have to buy their special crypto miner card. Really? Now, that's not that big of a deal. You just roll it back to an earlier driver, which right, doesn't but still, make a damn difference. But, but still, I, would, I could piss some people off. I'm thinking that's a little more what it's about. Yeah. I'm thinking it's it's that and their crappy business practices mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, we we don't know. It's, we're, just, we're just the chip maker. We have nothing oh, no. to do. I read a report a couple months ago. There's, there's graphics card brokers. Mm-hmm. Who claim they can get cards, you know, faster than most and you pay them a premium and you'll get your card quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always black markets that that, yeah. that pop up when there's scarcity. And, and for, for those of you out there listening, NVIDIA is a graphics card manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They are bigger than Intel and AMD combined with CPU processors. Hmm. Well, they're a pretty big company, they and, they, really are and they do huge. they do some other things other than other than just they video do, cards. but that's what they do best, and that's what they do most of. Right, right. They've been they've been doing a uh, computer platform, the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. They've produced the chips for that. They're, right, they're producing some Risk chips too. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to buy ARM, mm-hmm. uh, even though that's owned by China now. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
but I digress. Yes. That's all I got for today. What do you got? Oh, um, all right. One last story. Mm-hmm. Twitter. Because we haven't talked about any good social media shitholes. You know what the best thing about Twitter is? Let me guess. Not being on it. There you go. <laughs> uh, Twitter accounts sharing video from Ukraine are being suspended when they're needed most. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, ready for this? Twitter says the accounts were removed in error. How many times is this going to happen? Mm. Oops. We're sorry. We didn't mean to delete your account. We didn't mean to suspend you. We didn't mean to. But you're not going to get it back either. No, no, you can't have it back. Uh, fortunately, these these accounts have been reinstated. Uh, most of them did a uh, 12 hour lockout. Some of them were, uh, well, security analyst Oliver Alexander claimed he was locked out of his account twice in 24 hours. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah, it's just let's block know. any real news. Let's let's just block that, and then all we're going to talk about is get your jab. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. No joke. It's not a joke. Not a joke, man. Come Corn on, pop. Man. He's a bad dude. <laughs> I mean, Putin. Putin. Corn Putin. Corn Putin. He's a bad dude. All right, man. You know what? I'm done for today. All right. Well, if you want to get in contact with me, you can reach me at Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net or coming soon at Truth Social. And that'll be at Scott Dunlop. All righty. Uh, you can find me at Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z. Or you can go to our website at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. And uh, listen to past episodes. You can donate. You can become a producer. Help us produce this podcast by sending us, you know, things you want to hear, things you want to hear more about, things you disagree with, things you agree with, whatever you like, send it in. And if you send a donation and you have something you want to be read on air, we will do so. And please donate so we can get out of our stupid corporate jobs. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. And we could do a better podcast and more often. Yeah. So, Dean, one last thing. Stay safe. Hey, stay in your uh, missile silo so you don't get shelled. Let's go.